Hi, my name is Michaela. Welcome to the Be The Light podcast, where we interview people who shine the light of Jesus in a secular world. If you guys didn't know, the college basketball season is starting up, and today my interviewee is formal, former UC basketball player Adam Cook. Adam has been a family friend for several years. He's come over to our my family's house, and when he would come, when he would come over, my parents and Adam talked about sharing the gospel with his team. Speaking of the gospel, brief, could you tell us a brief summary of how you came to follow Jesus? Yes, I can do that. Also, you have a great radio voice. Thank you. <laughs> I don't have that radio voice, so I'll try my best. But, <laughs> um, man, my story, um, it started, I felt like it started young where, obviously, <laughs> um, in terms of, like, uh, me thinking about Jesus, mm. like, I, my parents, we went to church every Sunday, um, and, you know, we went to, I guess, Bible school, where we go on Tuesday nights, and mm. we learn about scripture, and uh, who Jesus was, but it never connected with me a yeah. whole bunch, <laughs> you know, it's just like, a, my parents are forcing me to go, so I'll go, mm-hmm. um, but then... I don't know, maybe it was me just being sensitive, but I was like, I want to know who this, I want to know who Jesus is, or I, I at least want to follow something. I think that's what it really was. I was like, I just want to follow something. And I really like making my parents proud. So I was like, I'll go, I'll do the things. Um, but then it slowly, especially like in high school, um, like the perfect lifestyle, or me trying to put on this face, uh, mm. and like trying to live this, what I thought was uh, I had nothing wrong with my life. Uh, it started weighing on me, and there were just things that seemed to not really click. Um, like um, my senior year of high school, I put all my worth and value and identity into basketball and sports. That's who I was. Mm-hmm. I was the, the like the nice jock. I was the guy who played sports, but I was a cool dude. I was like nice to everyone. But my goal was to play in college like my parents and um, didn't really get that in my senior year uh, in basketball I didn't, I played one minute my senior night mm. which is supposed to be like all the seniors going to play and like they're the first ones to start and I played a minute yeah and so when me putting all my worth into that um, it like destroyed me I was crying in the back hallway of the basketball gym and at in high school correct. in high school okay my world was shifting because I was like, or not even shifting, but like it was crumbling, I guess is the yeah. way to put it. My young life leader, Sam Maya, um, he came in the back hallway and he's like, Adam, I love you. And that was such a shift for me because I was like, I don't deserve to be loved because I only played a minute. Like I didn't, I didn't play. And so to hear that from someone other than my parents, Mm. Um, was like, oh, I'm worth more than just basketball. Um, and then that summer, so after I graduated high school, I went to Young Life Camp. Um, and that's where uh, Jesus like really became real for me. Mm. Um, Sam, my Young Life leader, we were uh, at Young Life Camp, and I remember sitting in, we're sitting in a field, and 
because I was so worried about not having a fulfilled life. And in John mm. 10, 10, it talked about Jesus will give you life and life abundantly. And I was like, I want that. I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, sure, I'll follow Jesus. I didn't know what that looked like. Yeah. But, you know, I, I took a chance and yeah. here I am. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, so kind of going out of bounds here, mm-hmm. but what is your favorite position to play on the court, and what does that position do? Yes, I love basketball. Um, my favorite position is shooting guard. Okay. So the reason for that is you probably are like, what is a shooting guard? I, yeah, I've watched basketball a season of it, and I'm, I'm like, okay, I can understand what's going on on the court, but when you talk about positions, I'm like, huh, what? So what yeah, does that there's do? A, I, w- I was not the point guard, so typically they describe um, positions as one, two, three, four, and five. I would typically play the three or the four. So the three is typically like the shooting guard or a forward. So what I like to describe as a shooting guard is actually a forward. So okay. that is my favorite position just because I like to shoot the ball. <laughs> so <laughs> that means I get to shoot a lot. Yeah. So. Like and I was small in high school and, like, middle school, so I couldn't really do much else other than shoot. So that's how that came about. I was like, I like this. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let it fly. Yep. Was it exciting being on the team? Yes. Um, my first time being around, like, you see, uh, I guess, basketball players, because I was in I was like, I tried to, I'm a walk-on. I walked onto the team. I wasn't on the team when I was trying out. Yeah. But being around these, like, guys who were, like, my height and taller, like, seven foot. <laughs> um, yeah. It was intimidating just as, like, a personal standpoint. I'm like, holy crap, I'm typically the tall one in the room. He's yeah. taller than me. So, <laughs> so it was super intimidating. And, like, you see these guys on TV, or at least, like, I've watched sports and stuff like yeah. that. Um, and even like the coach who is getting paid a lot of money, a little intimidating. I've, I've never been that around, uh, that caliber of like people of, yeah. in terms of like, uh, how the city viewed them. Like they were famous. Yeah. I was not famous. And I was oh, like, yeah. I'm around famous people. Yeah. So that's a little weird. Yeah. Um, so what was the question? Was it exciting? Was it exciting? And if so, why? Um, Oh, man, I think that's kind of a tough question because it was exciting. Uh, it was a lot of fear because yeah. around these big stars. But um, I think it was like a childhood dream, mm-hmm. sort of. I felt like I was good at basketball, and, yeah. you know, obviously I made the team. So yep. <laughs> uh, it, it felt like a dream come true, sort of. Like, this was something that I really liked. I liked playing. I think that was exciting for me. Yeah. Um, what were the struggles of being on the team? Oh my gosh. Let's get ready for the list. Um, traveling. So we oh. travel like one or two times a week. So I'd have to study for school and then we'd have to hop on a plane uh, and then travel across the country to yeah. go play a basketball game the next day. Yeah. So that was really tough. Um, I think it's hard to explain when people ask me that, like, what's the struggles? Um, 
it's hard to explain because you don't know until you're there. Mm. Uh, yeah. Like, th- there's a lot of worldly pressures around because it's, again, these guys are famous. Like, people love sports. Um, people unify around sports. And when that's on a uh, big stage, like you see basketball, there's a lot of pressures. And um, it was hard to be around that and hear guys not to because they weren't following Jesus so there was nothing wrong with it but for me it was like that's from not their point of view it yeah. wasn't wrong but yeah. from your point of view you're like I'm not going to do that because I am a child of God and I'm going to do things that Christ wants me to do right and I don't even know if it is like I want to make sure like people listening it's like some of the things they're doing aren't inherently wrong but it's like Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's like because I'm a child of God, like I'm gonna uh, go to things that are filling to my life. You know? Yeah. So I don't know. It's hard to explain, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And another thing, like it's weird because I was just a walk on, so it's not like I was playing a whole bunch. And people were like, "Yo, you're the you're the guy on the team." I was like, "Uh, it was weird to like have them impose an identity." So oh. even the guys who, like, played a lot, it's like they have that identity pushed on them, that they're the basketball-like guy. That's all they can be. Yeah. So I could And, and it's almost more. forced on them more, too, because you sat most of the time on the bench. Not yeah. Oh, that's not it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, on the bench, like, and weren't put on the, put on the spotlight, but you were put on the stage. Yes, that's a good way to put it. And so, like, it was hard for me yeah. being on the stage in terms of, like, the pressures and the, the outside forces, worldly, what people want you to yeah. be. And it's like, I can't even imagine those guys who are playing the whole game. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine the pressures. Yeah. And I, I guess I lived it with them. So it's, but it's hard to, it's easier to be a bystander. Like, I got to watch them live that lifestyle. So. Yeah. It was an awesome experience. I don't want to give people the wrong idea. Oh. Division one sports is like this, like, heavy pressure, but the reality is, like, yeah, there's a lot of hard things that come yep. with it. It's not just what uh, culture says. It's like being a D1 athlete is the best thing in the world. It's being famous is the best because it's, it's a two-way street, and 100%. most most of the things you get announced, at least into the media, is positive, at least when it comes to sports. Yeah. Stuff, like you said, mostly. Yeah, and it's a two-way street. You always, most people see on media only the good side of sports, and or not the only the good side, but mostly. if you're a part of it, like yeah, if you're me, people are like, oh, that's awesome that you're on the D one or uh, on the Cincinnati team. Like, it must be so cool, and they're talking all these positive things, which is true. Yeah. But there's also a hard side that comes. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How did you show God's love and light as a player with your teammates? Yeah, when I was, uh, I think probably one of the best ways is just being an example, um, almost offering an alternative. 
I can think of a lot of examples of me them asking only my advice. They're like, what do you think? Hmm. What do you think? They would call me A. Or Adam. Adam, yeah. Hey, what do you think? And I was like, and it, it would be, and it was because I earned that right to be heard. So yeah. I, was, I was living life with them. I was doing the hard things like going to practice. and So they would maybe open. And it was, like, kind of cool because when we did get into, like, God topics, yeah. like, in the locker room, it was, like, they almost, like, looked at me, like, they're, like, what do you think? And I was, like, uh, like, like. I was, like, oh, snap, it's happening. <laughs> so, it was, like, I got to speak light into the mm-hmm. situation. So, that was, a, I guess, the best way of me learning them, just being patient around them, so. Was it difficult to show God's attributes with your teammates. 100%. I wish I could, like, bold that. Um, yes, it was very hard. I mean, it's just hard to be bold. Um, yeah. Especially when I think I had this notion coming into it. They're, like, famous people. It's like, oh, they're so high above me. Mm-hmm. But it's like, in Scripture we see, it's like, Yeah. Like we all bleed the same. We mm-hmm. our shoes the same. Yeah. Um, and I think being around famous people, I could, I had this idea that they had all these qualities better than me. And so, um, yeah, it was difficult at first, but I learned how to be like, I'm, I'm just like them. They're just freakishly athletic. <laughs> and so, but they, I mean, they struggle with the same thing. I had friends that their friends died during the season, their parents, their, like, loved ones died. I mean, same sort of, like, things happen in their life as mine. They're just really good at sports, so, so. I asked every, everyone on the podcast a form of this question. Um, It might, in this context, seem like it's out of bounds, but what is your favorite Bible story? Maybe I turn it on you. What's your favorite? Well, oh. <laughs> you answer first. <laughs> yeah, I'll go first. I was joking. <laughs> um, I think right now, um, I think this, the story of the woman caught in adultery keeps coming up. Mm. In terms of me being the guys wanting to throw stones. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, right now, I don't play basketball. So, like, I work. 40-hour job, um, I own a house, um, you know, me and my wife are thinking about having, like, setting up our family for the future, um, and a lot of that comes with we're making decisions, and I think it's, um, it's easy to be the first one to throw stone when someone messes up, does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. Um, I don't know if that, that makes any sense, but I think that story keeps popping up of, like, why should I be the first one to throw a stone? Like, who says I'm right, you know? That's kind of funny, because I've recently had that story pop up a couple times lately. Mm. In that context? Not necessarily in that context. I I haven't really, like, looked into it yet and really, like, tried to figure out what God is telling me through that. But after you said that, I was like, hmm, this story's popped up a couple times. I probably should look into it. Yeah. Um, 
I had a little Bible study with a couple basketball players, and we read that story, and that was, they were just like blown away by the meaning behind it. Um, and I don't know, I, I think where I was, that was a couple months ago, so that was during the summer, but it keeps coming up of like, I have to make decisions for my family, but also it's like, I can't be the person that wears stuff. It's like, I need to show people more grace and like, be more loving, because that's what God calls me to. So. Speaking of people who are more loving and um, exemplify being more loving, who are three people have who have been the most influential in your spiritual life and showing you how God loves? Yeah. <laughs> Stuff as in, like, I feel like I have, I've been blessed with a lot of people in my life that, that believe in me and, like, want to be around me. And, um, probably the first one is my young life leader in high school, just because he was so patient with me. And he's like, You want to come to this Bible study? I was like, Nah. And so, <laughs> so, yeah, he kind of, he was just so patient with me and so caring. Um, also taught me so much about the character of Jesus. God was. Um, probably the second one is my buddy Cameron Beheimer. I led young life with him uh, when I led at Anderson High School. And just doing ministry with him, um, it was almost like we we could hold each other accountable in terms of like, bro, I don't know if you handled that situation right. Mm-hmm. Like, let's look at and let's find a situation in the Bible or like even going to a coffee shop and just talking about life or reading through a sermon passage in scripture and just digging through the word um he was like my sidekick you know <laughs> like we were like buddies and so we living life with him was like just good for my soul you know because um you know sharpens iron sharpens iron and so that's what we did you know um and then i mean it's so hard to narrow it down to three <laughs> At least I give you three instead of one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I appreciate that. Um, I, I'm narrowing it down to two more, like, uh, my college roommates, which were Brad Young and Joey Lefter. And both of them were just, each of them had characteristics about Jesus that I didn't have. And that I was just like, uh, Joey was super uh, outgoing and loved everyone. Like, he could spark a conversation with anyone. And then Brad Young was super empathetic, like, just so good about being patient and sympathizing with people. I'm like, I don't have that. I wish I did. So those guys were important in my walk. Um, Speaking of people who have given you advice, what advice would you give to someone who wants to be the light? Again, this is a broad question, Michelle. You're hitting me with big questions. Yes, I am. And (laughs) I'm not not apologizing for it. (laughs) Okay. Um, there's so many, would you not agree? There's so many different ways you can handle yes. this question. Yes. Is that the point? I agree. And it's also an open ended question that I ask everyone. So oh, okay. each answer will be different. Yeah. So it's so hard thinking about this because there are so many different lanes. Uh, something I think I've been thinking about, um, just been learning is, um, 
my life on solid rock. I guess I'm I'm in the transition stage of my life where I'm, you know, just bought a house, like I said. I have a full-time job, and it's like, it does feel like I'm making big decisions, and it's like those decisions can't be on based on my political views or what culture is telling me or what my friends think I should do or even what my family thinks I should do. It's like, what am I going to first? Um, I was listening. I believe, and then I'm going to find, then they typically look outward, find the people that believe similar things, and then look upward, where they sprinkle Jesus on, or spirituality on, it's like, we can't be doing that, it's like, how do we, how do we first look up, instead of looking inward, it's like, we need to be looking at Jesus, and building our life on him, and our foundation on him, and so that's something I think I've been I'm not sure if I answered that question. Oh, you <laughs> answered that question. Amazing. Great. <laughs> so thank you, Adam, for sharing your ways of being a light in a secular world. Great. Thanks for having me. Thank you.